Welcome back to Another Life Saved David Shields, my name is um, I wasn't here last week for a, a tragedy what happened 20 years ago and it was nothing to do with knife crime, it was gun crime but we'll speak about that and, you know, sooner or later but I'm back and I'm here but RIP to Alan and um, you guys done a good job last week so I'm pretty proud of you for that also, let's just introduce Daz. Um, like I said, uh, Alan, we lost a good friend there, me, Steve, Ryan, and anybody else who knew him. Um, I went round there last week, uh, seen his mum, me and Steve, and we told her what we was doing, and she was happy with it anyway. Um, it was sad seeing her face, because I could see the illness in her face, and obviously there, she's looking after his son, and uh, his son, his daughter, who's a bit of a um, handicapped and that and it's a shame what's gone on and it put it made me like I wanted to cry honest it was really shocking and I just couldn't believe it but like I said I'm gonna put it on to Steve in and me and Steve did go round there and she was happy with it yeah like we said we went round with the recording we let her listen to it a bit we seen I seen her eyes fill up myself obviously and I just got a <clears throat> in my throat and obviously like Darren saying it's really really hard to look at people like this and you can't even imagine what she's going through like and she's looking at Alan's daughter every day as well and obviously she sees Alan in here and yeah it is very touching yeah me and dad said ring us ring us if you need anything but she's a very very independent woman in church she's always liked to do everything on her own yeah you can, you can tell that but yeah can't, um, she's going to give us a bell in a few days hopefully and we're going to go forward with the funeral I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, um, had she not been happy with the recording, we would not have put it out. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, we're, we're hopeful that um, there is a fund that's operating that people can contribute to. We'll put it on the socials. If you can spare a few quid to help with the funeral costs, please please do so. Um, it's obviously unexpected and, uh, you know, funerals are not cheap. So uh, if anybody can help out there, it'd be really good. And even his daughter that's been left behind as well. I mean, she really needs help as well. So, uh, unbelievable. So, so anything you know, that could help. You know, I think as well, you know, like, that's a touchy subject because it's cost a lot of money for funerals, you know, like, people getting losing lives and just making other lives harder because people have to pay a bill. People are ripple affecting on hurt, heartbroken, do you know what I mean? People get ill. Like, Alan's one could get ill of cancer because it's going to be heartbroken. Do you know, you just don't understand what he's doing. But really and truly, it's going to get more deeper now because where I'm hurting, I'm heartbroken, do you know what I mean? Because that's sad, that, do you know what I mean? But I'm going to pass you back on to Ryan because he's... Hello, my name's Ryan. I just wanted to uh, speak a little bit about consequences um, and what happened with me when I spent had a little small stint in jail. Uh, basically, uh, my son went to the shop, he bought a drink, and it, was, uh, it wasn't sealed, it was already popped and uh, the drink liquid had seeped out of it. Um, my son bought the drink, uh, took it back in the shop and said, um, asked if he could have a rebuild, a swap it, an exchange. And uh, the guy behind the counter pulled out a cricket bat and put a cricket bat to my 11 year old son. Um, so obviously I lost, I lost my rag. Um, I went round there, caused a bit of trouble. Um, resulted in me going to jail. Um, it was, 
they actually gave me ten weeks. I only done five. It was just a bit of a bad place where I went. They sent me to Walton. Um, but there was only that something to do with my children or my missus that I'd never go to jail for. And uh, like I say, it was it was that. But um, so just think about that. A, a drink, a, a carton of orange, Coca Cola or something, mm. has led to me going to jail. You going to prison? Yeah, it's just it's just unreal, and and you when we're talking about you know another life saved, and talking about the beefs that take place, it's all for stupid little shit. Mm. Let it go. That shopkeeper should have just exchanged the can. Yeah. Or your son should have come home to you and you went, son, just go buy another one. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And it's just the consequences are just absolutely unreal, really. But that is. Human emotion, isn't it? It is indeed. It's human emotion. It's uh, it's not the easiest thing to deal with. Let's say, as, as everybody knows, you know what I mean. Anything to do with children, you know what I mean. Very close ones pulls on the heartstrings, and that's a lot of the time how people get caught. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? They end up in jail and stuff like that um, for whatever reason. Talk, talk to us about how you felt when you were in jail and you couldn't reach out to your family. Yeah, I'll be honest. When I went in there, because um, it was out of Manchester, I didn't have. A phone call, a letter, or anything for just over two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I was literally, I got through in there and just left to my own devices, so to speak. You know what I mean? You have to follow the system, but there's nothing you can do. The only thing that you have choice of is, is when you go to the toilet. <laughs> um, and apart from that, it's, you know what I mean? You can't associate with your kids, you can't uh, speak to your missus. Can't tell good night. I mean, none of that. You have no choice in the matter. And no matter how much you get upset or your emotions bleed, you can't do anything because you're just trapped behind a big metal door. And it's as simple as that. So I'll say something there. Um, when Ryan did go into jail, um, I was talking to his girlfriend anyway. And basically, she was telling me about his friends. Not even one of them got in contact with Ryan. So what I done, the kindness out of my heart, I said to his girlfriend there, there's some money there, send it in to Ryan. Because I know that you need that. Do you know what I mean? And I come, like like I said there, it was a bit, bit, bit upsetting when I thought them people, as he calls his friends, was not there. That's what I'm saying when you go to jail. Come on, who's there for us? Nobody. Yeah, you're right there. So what's the point? carrying a knife and a gun and using it because you're only going to be there on your own. No friends. So just think about your friends right about now and the gun and the knife. They're not your friends. You've not got no friends around you. Listen to this podcast. Save a life. Save your own. We're talking about, uh, about kids often and, you know, it's not just kids that get involved in knife crime, we know that, but... I suppose it's kids in particular we're trying to talk to right now because they're the ones that are most at risk right now. Um, they're often, they, they, they think they've joined a family when they join a gang. They think they've joined somebody who's going to protect them. And the reality is, all they've done is just sidled up to a group of people who are just going to exploit them for everything that they can. Get every last ounce of energy, every last penny, everything that they can get out of them. And it's true. When it comes to being in court, being in prison, being in the ground, 
you are on your own. It's absolute bullshit. The only people who are there for you are your family, if you still talk to. And that is it. And carrying a knife, thinking that you're, you're part of this group, part of this gang that's going to support you. When it's eight lads eight, it's just you. It's just you. Um, I just want to say one more thing before, you know, it, it sort of ends. We're talking for every area, London, everywhere, do you know what I mean? Because I watch the news every day and, you know, I, there's a lot of people with a knife crime and I can't really think, I forgot, but it's, it's got to stop this knife crime and gun crime, do you know what I mean? In every area, do you know what I mean? We're, we're from Manchester, us, but, you know, we're coming everywhere or we're going to try to because I feel it for every individual places where you know what's going on the crime and stuff do you know what i mean so don't think that we're just talking about you know manchester and all this and all that we're talking about london down there and everywhere do you know what i mean thank you yeah, i think stevie you're going to talk about um you know pe people think this is only happening in council estates this doesn't affect us but you're going to talk about a second anniversary today of a place that you visited uh, a couple of years ago yeah T tell us about that it's very uh Heartbreaking story. This was um, me and Dad only, only been into it a year and a half-ish, somewhere at the time. Then we got a call. We actually landed when the press was coming again, um, but we couldn't believe it as we're driving up out. It was like going out into the sticks. Yeah, it was really, really nice. I'm talking mega mansions on either side of the road. It, Not it, what was we're this in Macclesfield. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we're just thinking, we're in the wrong area. We're in the wrong area. It can't be round here. But then obviously we turned down this street, and we found the place, aren't we? Did yeah, on the side of this country lane. And then we've gone to the village and I did just a little chat with local people and some of the local school kids. And it was quite distraught, wasn't it? Yeah. The whole community was ruined by what I'd have done. You could just talk in really, really, really nice kids in a high class area and straight away saying, again, once pulled the knife out, really stuck into and some, some altercations done on, you know, leading to one death at a, at a very young age in a really nice area and they were really nice, well brought up kids. Yeah, because when we went down there, like like Steve was saying, two years ago from now today, um, he was only, I think he was 14. Um, it was just over an argument, I think. And it's just shocking to see things like that. And when you're talking to people as well and you start telling you this and that, it's, it makes you just want to like, get angry, you know what I mean? But you get upset as well. Yeah. But all we've done there is, me and Steve, is we just put the flowers down as respect but like we said these knives need to go because at the end of the day like I always say this you're going to end up in jail or you're going to end up in the ground or the yeah. spiritual right let me say something now about heaven there's still active, active people you know and you know heaven's still alive I believe that and you know people what have done wrong it's, it's, you know I probably won't get away with it because karma will always come in all mad ways do you know what I mean? You could get calm as a broken heart. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, there's people out there where you can't turn back what you've done. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, it's a touchy one, this. I think, I think you know, it's, it's obviously that young kid, 14 years of age, his life's ended, his family life ruined, his friends will be affected by that by the rest, for the rest of their lives, no, quite, no doubt about that. Um, but the kid who's put the knife pick the knife up and stabbed. That kid's life's ruined too. And so's his family. 
it's it, it not to the same extent losing your life is the ultimate price right we don't really all accept that but whatever that whatever trajectory that young person was on in that nice leafy part of Cheshire going to prison and being a murderer that's not going to help anybody it's just not going to help him it's not going to help anybody around him it's ruins it ruins so many lives in so yeah. many different ways that if they'd have had a fight and they'd used each other's fists and fallen out over it yeah. probably be laughing about it three weeks later and everybody just carries on with their life you know instead like you're saying these young girls stood on the side of the tree and down this lane thinking they were just crying in tears for, for both sides yeah of course they've lost, they've lost two people not one yeah like you say they lost both of them once yeah exactly that it's got to be other ways to solve it's, it's one of them like when our life's gone because we like to save them now yeah. it hurts when we're gone do you know what I mean? Actually, no luck of speaking about it. Do you know what I mean? Think about it, what we're talking about. Life's already gone. This is why we're here. Do you know what I mean? So, please, do you know what I mean? Just listen to this podcast carefully. Do you know what I mean? Because I think this is a good one and it's powerful for us. For you out there. Like one other thing there, it's like when someone uses a knife and they do take a life, you've got to remember this. You're going to go to jail at a for a long time so when that judge gives you that life sentence when you do that life sentence then you've got to change your life around then after that when we go off this earth you've got to face God so you're going to get judged then and that's what people need to understand as well because I do believe in God I've got my belief and that's it and you've always got to remember that you've got to go up there to him as well you know, just one more thing, because you just said God, yeah. I've started a Bible study, and uh, it's turning out to be really, really powerful, and that's just the first one. And, you know, I believe in God. God. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, everybody's entitled to their, to their beliefs. I, I don't, I, I do believe that, I do believe in something, something akin to karma. I believe that, you know, you reap what you sow. I do believe that. And you know whether that's from a religious angle, or you know, or not, I think that if you do bad things, bad things happen to you, one way or another. Um, just you know what you were saying then about about you've got to change your life around. So is everybody else around you. You know, um, it might be too much to ask Ryan to hear what your missus had to say about the time then you were. Prison, mm. but I tell you what, we'd love to hear from somebody on the other end of that—the family, the fear that they went through when their loved their loved ones in mm. prison, alone, vulnerable. Yeah. I think that's maybe something we should try and get sorted out for the rest of it later on in the service. Well, maybe that's something that I'll speak to her. Not I me, mean, maybe something that she'd be willing to do. Maybe, um, but obviously, as, as well at the time, your missus was three months pregnant. So. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, uh, it didn't go down too well. No. You know, life's going on around you. You know, life's going on around you. Just passes you by. Missing out on that stuff. Yeah. It's just horrendous, isn't it? It's absolutely. Yeah, okay. Anybody else got anything to add to this one? I know, like, you see, different turns in your life taking a new step. Could be going to gym, could be going to church, could be going this. Just make it positive. 
change your life, save a life, make it positive. Believe in the spiritual world as well, in God as well, because you know there's plenty of gods in the world, but you're all your God yourself. Think about it and listen, please. Save a life. Don't carry a knife.